The Luck Stops Here podcast with Scott Bowser is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right. MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH for a 100% deposit bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. Make money with me all year long. If you've been listening to me, you've hit some good ones. You probably tanked a couple, but that's what we're in the game for, and that's why that bonus is there. So everybody take advantage of that. MyBookie.ag, promo code LSH, 100% deposit bonus. And speaking of deposit bonuses, I got my man. He is the co like the host of the college experience for basketball and football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And he's just a good old guy and a good friend of mine and a classic DJ. Everybody, you know him. He's been around. Colby Dan. How you doing, buddy? Dude, it's great to be on here. Happy uh I hope you had a good holidays. It's still I did. a holiday. It's, Doesn't it's, that go to all the way to until like fucking January or something? Yeah, that's see, that's why I like when people say you say Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. It's like, no, nah, because I start saying this in like mid-November and I roll with it through, you know, like mid-January because I feel like you can still say Happy New Year's the first couple weeks of the new year. Yeah. 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 So it's like I'm just taking an easy way out to just say one thing for a two-month block and I get it all out of the way. I don't see why people get all, no, you got to say Merry Christmas. I put the I put the Christmas tree up like a day or two before Thanksgiving, and that thing stays up until January yeah. until or until it falls over. I get, yeah, uh, ours went up. Uh, what was it? Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So yeah, I I had to work Friday, so when I came home, it was already up. It was pretty cool. I was I was there excited. Can, yeah, man, dude. But uh, I'm mostly excited. Uh, I had a fun day Saturday, sweating out season win totals. Yes, yes. I mean, and well, Louisiana Tech fucking donkey punch. I know you had them too, dude. That was that, a donkey punch of a fucking win total, dude. Oh, I mean, uh, that was I mean, I feel like I was still on the right side of it. I mean, what a they blow a 20 point lead opening opening day against Mississippi State. And even with that, Mississippi State scores 21 in the fourth. They, they lose score. on the craziest Hail Mary ever to fucking SMU. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> like, gets a field goal block to win another game. It's, they were beating NC State in the fourth. So many times. Um, who, who, did they, who did they play last week? The Friday night game? Rice. Rice. No, 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 no. The week before that. I, didn't, I, I should have bet Rice Southern again Miss. this time. Southern Miss. Yeah. yeah, no, Southern Miss. I got them at like plus 430 money line or something like that. Plus 450 money line. And I was just like, this is guaranteed to be one that's going to fuck me on this win total. So I'm going to take that. So I ended up coming out ahead of them just by being able to fade that win total and get such juicy odds <laughs> against them down the stretch and them just tanking it. But I still would have rather just hit that up top. Like, Well, dude, I, I, we had our top 10 win totals and, and I added in like five extras of mine because I had like 15 I feel good about. And I think I only whiffed on two. I pushed on Maryland. But I whiffed on uh, San Jose State. Yeah, that was when I was uh, my three load ups. I had I loaded up on them, the Texas under, the Miami under. And no, so, and, you, know, you know what? I actually I whiffed on three. Georgia Southern was another one. I had that one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But most of it. That's why you should listen to the college ex- football yeah. experience. Is is I mean shit. I basically went eleven three and one. Well, I think. I missed on Virginia under at over six and a half. That, that was brutal too. Man. That's a brutal one. Like, dude, I'm looking at some There's of these. Six and two. Absolutely six brutal. And two. But, dude, but at the same time, I also hit on Minnesota over six and over seven. See what saved me about my Minnesota? Actually, so I guess yeah, I hit on Minnesota, but I had I had Virginia at at a flat six. So oh, I, I didn't get burned on it. I didn't get burned. Yeah, on I it, got but, burned with that six and a half, dude. Well, I mean, the La Tech one I thought was one of the worst I've seen in like yeah. Maybe, 
all the years of doing this. They had a few losses that were like, and it, they literally, they were one away from the push. Two of those you hit, and they probably should have had three or four of those easily. Like, I mean, they're like they're like Nebraska of the Group of Five. It's like, you know what? And I'll, I'll bet the same exact bet. If you if you they keep it under five on them again next year, I will one hundred percent take that again, dude. Well, they fired Holtz, which uh, is ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. they shouldn't have. He hadn't had a losing. Se- I mean, this is his first losing season in eight years. Yeah, his- dude, that's ridiculous. And when you consider, like, dude, he should go to Notre Dame. They should, but they they wouldn't have the balls to do that. No. You know how you know how it is these days. I do know how it is these days. No, but I it was fun doing these win totals because, like, I I think I put like four hundred and fifty bucks on these, like through through different accounts on most of uh mostly through my credit account that I have. But dude, I think I'm walking away with from this up thirteen bucks, dude. And to be able to put that much action out there and walk away slightly ahead, pretty classic. I gotta say. It was it was a fun way to sweat the season out. Hitting that Miami under early was so much fun because it's just bet just getting the chance to root against Miami. Same with the Texas one. When the wheels oh. fell off the Texas wagon, it was so fun to hit that under seven. I, I think I had it under eight and a half or seven and a half, something like that. Seven and a half. It, it was it was too much fun. Miami and North Carolina, I was on the under on both of those, and they were cashed within, like, I think we were still in September. Well, I mean, if cash. you had the Clemson under, what, you what, you cashed that week one I, after they lost no, the Georgia? I had that, too. I, had, I mean, it wasn't one of my locks, but I was forced to pick it. But um, So I didn't actually bet it in real life, but I'm saying uh, I was on Clemson under that just because I figured they would drop a game now. Who knew that their offense would be that bad? But, it, it, dude, this is fun now because, like, like, this is kind of, I guess – for everybody to listen to the show throughout August where I previewed every epi- every uh, conference in the country and stuff, it's like, dude, this is like, it's fun to sit back and be like, hey, I was right on more than I was wrong. And on some, I paid some hefty juice on. So it was like 38 to win. I had to put up like 38 to win 25 or whatever. So on some of those, if dude, like if I just would have got better juice on it, I come out a lot more. I come out better. You know, like, I don't know, like. Yeah. I, I could sit here and could have, would have, should have did that. I'm not going to come out owing anything on it, so I don't really give a shit that much, you know. But it really yeah. would have been like, okay, here are the ones I feel like I fucking got gypped on, though. Uh, I feel like Hawaii uh, it pushed, but, dude, they had so many one-score, they had, what, like three or four one-score games there. They're well, a weird team, man. They, they beat, really are. They they beat Fresno State. They even whooped uh, Wyoming in that final game. I yeah. To give me the push, I I, I was writing that off as a loss, and when I realized, oh my god, they're gonna fucking they're gonna get me a push on this, and I'm not gonna oh on that one. That's nice. But uh, okay, that one I feel gypped on. The Virginia one, obviously. Uh, the Louisiana Tech. We've already said that. Uh, I had Missouri over seven. Oh, I recommended that. I don't, that wasn't in, I mean, look, I didn't give that in my top 10. When you start doing 130 of these, you have ones you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I certainly like that. I also like Boston College. Yeah, see, so, I see, I stayed away from, my most, most of my ACC stuff came actually from your brother, where I took NC State over, Virginia over, and Miami, and Miami under. That plays, uh, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, Miami, North Carolina unders too, were like some of the, they, they were all in my top 10. I feel like the ACC was the easiest to do. Uh, I feel in. stupid for not doing Wake Forest over. Man, but it's tough because, you know, like. They don't play defense. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I, I actually have to go back and check. if I might have hit under. But, but it's but, one of those, like, hey, where they're gonna, I, I just feel like they can score 50 a game. Yeah, are they going to lose some games 56-52? Yeah, but they can still score 50 a game. <laughs> like, I, I agree. I mean, I, mean, I, I just think. Uh, 
they're a team that could lose to like the margin, like coming into next year, people will say, Oh, Wake Forest made the ACC championship. And I look, I love Dave Clawson and I like Sam Hartman. I, I hope he stays there. You never know with the transfer portal, but um, their, their margin of, of win to loss is very close. Like they had an overtime win against Syracuse. Yeah. No, yeah. like every game you have to sit there and you're like, ah, that's why I don't like betting. They Wake could have Forest. been a five and 17 very easy. Easily, two. easily, man. easy. The very thin line between ten and two and five and seven at Wake Forest. No, what was another one I had that I felt like I got a raw beat on? Um, I think it was just that Missouri one. Uh, you know, it was a, a nice one for me. It was Notre Dame over eight and a half? I minutes. had that too. Yeah, yeah, that was a. I got plus juice on that too, if I'm not mistaken. That was that was crazy because I'm like, dude, Brian Kelly would he say what you want about it, but first off, their schedule had no back to back away games, and yeah, and- they had a. Dude, because when I looked at that schedule, the only one I was like, okay, that might be a loss is the Cincinnati, which was. But every everything other than that, I'm like, I can't say that's a for sure loss on their schedule there. And yeah. usually you can, on every team, you can be like, okay, well, that's a lot, you know, like. Well, and like, the, I think I was forecasting them to lose potentially either the Cincinnati and the Virginia, but they didn't even have Brennan Armstrong when they played Virginia. Look, the, a bunch of, I got into it with a bunch of their little nerd fans, uh, uh, on the internet yesterday, not not even meaning to, not even meaning to. I stopped because I was like, I, why am I arguing this? Because they think that because they didn't play an FCS team, it makes up for the fact they don't play in a conference championship game. Which I which I understand that angle. I yeah. understand that angle in some capacity. But Oklahoma State played an FCS team in in Missouri State that's made the FCS playoffs two years in a row. So my argument was, dude, Missouri State could beat Toledo like I mean I would favor Toledo but not by much no. you know yeah, and yeah Notre Dame played Toledo and they barely beat Toledo I mean how about this Notre Dame played Florida State who lost to an FCS and they barely beat Florida State yeah yeah like and well I mean with Notre Dame too it's just like join a fucking conference already if you guys keep getting feel like you get shafted every year because you're not in a conference well you know there's a there's a way to remedy that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I mean you're in the ACC in every other sport yeah just fucking Pony up and going because when yeah. I think of the Atlantic Coast, I think of South Bend, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I would—I I know they're not going to join the Big Ten, so and and then the Big Twelve. I, I get so sick of these. Uh, I like, feel like an idiot though for not taking the SC under and not taking the UCLA over. I did uh, take UCLA to win like the division, Pac-12 South and stuff, and I, I didn't hit on that. But like, I—I I, should have. Uh, see, some a lot of times the rivalry blinds me, and that's one where I should have just known. Like, SC's going to be garbage this year. They're going to fire Helton, and then they're going to uh, and UCLA will be decent. And I, I think they're they're a good team, solid eight and four. I think they could have been uh, nine and three, ten and two with a couple breaks there. Or if they their schedule was tougher, like if you give them Kentucky's schedule, they would have went nine and three, maybe even yeah. ten and two. Like they, yeah, I totally. think they're a better team than Kentucky and. Or a better team than than Pitt, who's ten and two, I think they're better. Yeah, yeah. Put them head to head. I think they like if they played them in the Sun Bowl. I think they run Pitt out of the fucking gym, uh, off the field, dude. Like, yeah, I just think they're a better coach team. And I think it's gonna be funny now. With, okay, you mentioned the coaching carousel, dude. Like, it's a perfect segue here because like Lincoln Riley going to SC set the fucking domino chain reaction throughout all of college football, which. Leads to Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame for LSU. Uh, what is it? Clemson's defensive coordinator 
going to Oklahoma and taking their stud young quarterback with them, I believe. Isn't he transferring? Wait, is that a, is that a done deal? I don't know that, if that's a done deal yet. I, I okay, I, I heard that was a done deal. Maybe my, uh, well, you, I know you definitely was, have better intel than I do on these right now. He was pre, uh, previously uh, the, the D.C. there, so that would make some sense. But uh, And I, I saw some reports that, that he had uh, you know, taken a flight there to meet with some people, but I haven't seen anything official yet. But, um, I mean... I kind of love the – I think the Big 12 got fucked. I mean, I think that's a fact that they got fucked by Texas and Oklahoma, right? Yeah. And I think this is hilarious because then, you know, Texas did all this right – you know, they announced this a couple months after hiring Steve Sarkeesian, which I thought was a – I thought it was a bad hire. Yeah, that's why we bet the Texas under. <laughs> yeah, I said I think Tom Herman's a better head coach than Steve Sarkeesian. I really he believe absolutely, And he absolutely was. What What did he yeah. go last, last year? Go 10-3 and three and they fired ten him over? Three, all three of his losses by a score or less. So he almost went undefeated. And, uh, yeah. And it, what was it? Basically, he couldn't beat Oklahoma. Or yet he struggled with Oklahoma. So they fire him over that. And that's the thing where with these people get too caught up in these rivalry games. I've done it with SCUCLA in like the Pete Carroll years were Judge Carl Durrell too harshly for losing to SC, but it's like, dude, he, he actually beat them one year, knocked them out of the number one spot in the country, and he he did what he had. You know, he, he did the best he had. Like, he had a 10-2 and two team that went, you know, with Maurice Jones-Drew and Mercedes-Lewis, and, like, but you lose the rivalry game and you you lose sight of, like, that's a good that's a good coach, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, Texas, is, so I love seeing Texas fail and, and, and Oklahoma, too. I mean, Absolutely, because you you've said it multiple times on your show with Texas, where it's like, dude, out Vince Young, the Vince Young National Championship is the only one they've won since what 1970. Yeah. It's like, dude, since the Nixon administration, they've basically only been relevant like then and when Ricky Williams won the Heisman. Dude, they've won as many national championships as BYU, Georgia Tech, and Colorado since 1970. <laughs> and like, and not only that, dude, when you look at like them, just the last decade, if you want to just play, play, let's do some recency bias with this. You know, like, dude, they've been a mediocre team at best. Like, I would say Northwestern has been a better program over the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I, honestly, I mean, look, I'm going to pull it up right now. But you look at Texas's, um, you know, what, five and seven this year, which I thought should have been four and eight. Thought K-State got hosed on some calls late. Uh, seven and three the year before, eight and five the year prior, then 10 and four, then seven and six, then it's five and seven, five and seven, six and seven. Eight and five, nine and four, eight and five, five and seven. So really, you're probably looking at. I would say if you took an average of that, you would probably say seven and five. Yeah, which which is exactly what like, you know, probably what Northwestern is. Yeah. It's I, I would say it's I would say they're right around on equal footing, like like legitimately, and like Northwestern's gone to about just as many bowl games over that stretch, and they've won some decent bowl games. Like, and I will forever argue with my buddy Patty C. Um, because he, he uh, look, I, I get it. Recruiting rankings matter to a certain extent. They do. They truly do. However, it can strongly be, like in my eyes, it's severely overrated. And uh, I agree because I think one of the biggest flaws of the whole recruiting thing is you're not accounting for these young guys growing into be men. From like you're you're putting a star label on them at age sixteen, seventeen, and you're saying this guy is going to be the same guy at age twenty, twenty one. Which, as we know, your body goes through a lot of changes in that. Like, for you hit puberty, but you hit like that next gear of puberty that takes you into like serious manhood. 
And you don't know, you don't, like, there's so many guys who are the great athlete all throughout high school, but by the time, but at 21, you know, other people pass them up. Like, it's just how yeah. it is. Like, yeah. you know, and you look, I, to me, that's why, like, you look at, like, a Kirk Ferentz, where I was never in the top recruiting rankings, but I was in the top 15 every fucking year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and 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 they they develop their talent pretty much as as good as anybody. They turn two star guys into four star calibers. Like yeah. I mean, that's what they do. Like and draft picks, man. They yep. they send them to the league. Look, I, if I pulled up the uh, Wisconsin too, actually, I'll give them Wisconsin credit for that. They take like two like JJ Watt was a two star fucking prospect who transferred from Central Michigan, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if you look at 2019, now obviously Bama and Georgia are number one and two, right? So these players are in their third year of college, arguably second if they took that COVID year. Um, and you, those are those are two of the top five teams, right? Okay. the I, I, I think that's deserving, right? Yeah. They're probably two of the top five teams. I think maybe you can make a case Bama six or seven, or we'll see with Georgia. But number three is Texas. Number three is Texas for recruiting class. Wow. Number three is the nation from 2019. Those players would be upperclassmen now or, or, uh, or, or you know, redshirt sophomores uh, based on the COVID situation. But A&M, number four, LSU, number five. Okay, LSU just went six and six. Texas went five and seven. A&M went eight and four, but only played three away games all year. I think it was a fraudulent eight and four, if you ask me. Um, my point is, is I think that's severely overrated rankings right there, right? Absolutely, dude. And and when you say like, dude, both those Texas schools right there, would you say A and M and Texas were clear cut better than Baylor this year? Because no way, I would say that. And so it's like Baylor, Baylor smacked Texas. They played. I mean, where would you rank those two in state? Because I would put them for sure behind Baylor. Probably put them behind SMU this year too. Well, no. What about Houston? I mean, I Houston think for probably, sure. You probably go Baylor, then Houston, A and M, then SMU, SMU then. Texas Tech pro no, yeah UTSA. what about UTSA yeah I know yeah UTSA's in there too and that's what I'm saying dude it's like there's so many programs in that state and like I you can't even say Texas is in the top five schools in the state of Texas I mean right now if you took the college football playoff the, the bullshit committee's top five Alabama's one Georgia's two in in, in in recruiting rankings from 2019 Michigan is charting at eight Right, so you got three of the top five there, but then you look for uh, Cincinnati or Oklahoma State, which I'm still trying to do. Um, you're gonna have where? Where are we at here? Where are you? Oklahoma State, 38th. Right, Cincinnati is is gonna be, and this is, I'm sure, their argument. I'm sure they'll say, oh, they don't have the talent, but they they kept it within a field goal against Georgia last year. Probably, and we're winning majority of that game. Um, 66th, 66th is is Cincinnati. Wow. Um, but that's my, I mean, my point in a way is like that, I get it. They played an AAC schedule. We won't know until they join the, the, the Big 12. Maybe they would lose a game. Uh, but even if they lose a game, Alabama did lose a game. Yep. You know what I mean? So uh, I just think recruiting rankings. Well, they're just... a plus 750 dot, or a favorite. And guess who hit Texas A&M money line on that one? This guy. <laughs> right exactly that was Hold just on. a weird one where i was like you know what? this is this is i was like this is the game this is the finally the game where one of saban's assistants beats him and i was right like uh, this is kind of a wild hair up my ass like 20 minutes before kickoff i was like fuck it just go put a small money line in, in on this i think you'll hit it 
that's wild because I, I definitely did not like I, I Texas A&M. I, I was fading them. Uh, I, I took LSU and I cashed on it. But hey, kudos to you there. But look, now we look, I pull up 2018. Yeah, no, I faded them with Arkansas. Like I mean, I had been I had been fading them too, but it was just one of those ones where I was like, and also I had a big uh, I have a bit. Well, we'll get into this soon, but I have a big Alabama conference championship ticket. And so on that one, I was like, hey, any of these ones that are over 500 plus, I should just do sprinkle the money line against them just to kind of hedge a little on the season. Like, you never yeah. know which one of these is going to bite them. And so once that bit them, I was like, all right, well, I made that ticket money back with that one game. Like, but, dude, look, 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 check out, like, 2018, and then I'll be finished with my recruiting is overrated thing. Georgia's number one, all right? So, yes, Georgia is the one that's paying off right now. All right. Ohio State's number two. Okay, they're still top ten. Texas is three, five and seven. USC is four. Best ca- they still have one game left, but they're probably going to be five and seven or four and eight, right? Alabama five. Okay, Penn State six. They're not even in the current top twenty-five. Clemson seven. They were nine and three this year and probably should have been seven and five. Miami was number eight. Miami uh, ended up I think seven and five, but not a very good team. Uh, Oklahoma nine. Notre Dame ten. Florida State eleven. Dude. Yeah. I mean, this is my point. If you can't see how overrated the recruiting rankings are, and this is the people that would be seniors this year, well, and, you know what I mean? And I honestly think this, when a guy does sign with like a Florida State, a USC, like these programs that really haven't done much the last few years, but they still have the brand name, where automatically like that recruits profile is higher because he signed with them. Whereas if the same exact guy in, on, on the same exact recruiting rankings Signed with fucking Cincinnati, all of a sudden they they downgrade him. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's been proven. Like it's I it's I can't trust that shit. It's stupid. It's with the committee. Well, let's get into the committee because they dropped their fucking rankings just a little bit ago before we start. Right before we started recording, uh, it's garbage as it is every fucking week. But let's just break down these top four as we go into conference championship weekend with these teams that look like they're going to be in the playoffs. What is it? Georgia number one. We can't argue that. Like they're the number one team in the country, right? I mean, I, I yeah. don't, I don't quite agree. Like, because here's the thing: is on, with them, I don't want to punish them for fucking Clemson turning out to be kind of a dud this year. No, no, I don't want to, and you can't punish them. I mean, because look. at the beginning of the season, they were willing to play a top three team, fucking week one, dude. Like that, and I give, I give you fucking credit. I give anybody credit for that. Dude, it, uh, it's not their fault that Clemson ended up. Oh, I mean, Clemson still ended up nine and three, so it's not that horrible of a. No, a, no, it just shows you how high they've set the, the bar over there now. Where a nine and three th- team seems like, oh god, they're horrible this year. Well, who could have forecasted the SEC East being this bad a couple of years ago? Oh, I mean, you did. <laughs> I, 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 I know I did this year. But but I even with that, they were worse than what I thought. I was high on Missouri this year. Missouri is terrible. The fact Missouri's in a bowl game is 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 extremely flawed for the sport. Um, Florida ended up six and six. They almost lost to Samford uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, th- that was a disaster. South Carolina's got one of the worst offenses in the nation. Vanderbilt didn't even beat a power five all year. Um, P- Vanderbilt lost by by three scores to East Tennessee state of the FCS um, at home. So the, the SEC East now I'll say Tennessee is a little bit better than I thought. And Kentucky was what, what I thought they were. I think Josh Heupel might have Tennessee going in the right direction. And I think it's going to be really interesting if Oklahoma doesn't go with them. Cause it'd be kind of funny if they get Kiffin twice 
rival goes there one yeah. year. That would be hilarious. It would be really, really funny. Dude. And they deserve it, to, to tell you the truth. Yeah, They're... Tennessee fans are the most some of the most obnoxious pieces of shit in the oh, world. The, but the, how about the smear campaign on Greg Schiano when he had nothing to do with those, those kids? That was, like, just 100% evil. Clay Travis, uh, and, and that was just, uh, I thought... Well, you know, just... Chiano's Paisan, man. Like, I'm always going to be pro Italian coach over here on this show. Like, <laughs> dude, he, he, he's. A, I mean, I'm a huge Chiano fan. I'm glad he's back at Rutgers because we we both agree on this one that they're going to be good in the next couple years, dude. Got to get the offense figured out. I feel like the defense they, is almost. I think the defense is very close, but yeah, they they need to figure out how to score some points here and there. But I, the defense will keep it okay. So we got the college football rankings: Georgia number one, Michigan number two, Bama number three, Cincinnati number four. Now. The first thing the 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 elephant in the room w- with these four right now is Georgia and Alabama one and three play each other this Saturday for the SEC championship. Now, I think if Bama wins, Georgia's still in it, right? Yes. Okay. Both but if Georgia wins, that knocks Bama out. Maybe. It depends what else happens. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now let's figure this scenario. Let's just say Oklahoma State wins. I think they want to fuck over Oklahoma State. I have several reasons. I mean, first off, putting them at number five, I think Oklahoma State's resume is better than Alabama's and Michigan's. And, and I mean, you could make a case. I agree because Oklahoma yeah, – I mean, I they first caught my eye early in the season against Boise. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was one of those where I was like, I'm going to keep an eye on these guys this year. And, you know, they've done all right. Well, they've beaten two teams with uh, double-digit wins, Oklahoma and Baylor. Meanwhile, Alabama's done. They've beaten one team with a double-digit win total, and that's Ole Miss. And then uh, Michigan only has one as well with uh, Ohio oh, State. Okay, yeah. Um, so let, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I did do this parlay, money line parlay already, a small one on uh, Iowa and Baylor because I feel like the uh, both those teams in the big rivalries this last week acted like they shot their wad in the Super Bowl win. Uh, I, I like the idea of fading them in the conference championships, especially taking the points. But I just thought right away, I was like, you know, I'm going to do that small little money line play. I feel like that's a fun little parlay to have in my back pocket. But devil's advocate, let's just say Michigan and Oklahoma State both win. Georgia beats Alabama and Cincinnati beats Houston. Who is the odd man? Is Oklahoma State getting in over a two-loss Alabama there? I mean, I think the team to worry about first would be Cincinnati. But, I look, I, I think it's kind of, all this is kind of a conspiracy. You know, like, the Big 12 came at ESPN, right? When ESPN was, was helping negotiate Texas and uh, Oklahoma or whatever to the SEC, and then apparently the Big 12 believed they were trying to poach the Big 12 teams to join the AAC. I think ESPN has a lot of power, and I think they want it. I mean, we saw the way Oklahoma was ranked this year uh, towards the end when they well, were. Well, undefe- you know, you make an interesting point there because a lot of the big Big Twelve games are on Fox. Yes, and so they're trying to diminish the Big Twelve product as much as possible because that's one of their biggest competitors. What they already have, well, especially after the 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 commissioner of the Big Twelve like uh, sent him a cease and desist and 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 went public, you know, coming at them. So I, I didn't I found I didn't find it ironic when the first playoff rankings dropped that Oklahoma was like number eight or nine or whatever it was, you know, Oklahoma had been winning close, but I mean, can't we say the same about Alabama, Alabama yeah. barely, 
Florida barely beat LSU, barely beat Auburn. Those teams are all. Alabama had a chance to run away from Florida and just absolutely just left it wide open for them to get back into it. You know, like they just never stay consistent. I'll say this, dude. If you were talking about conspiracy theory angles, I was thinking about this already. Of I can see like the conspiracy theorist. The conspiracy theorist in me is thinking Alabama is going to beat Georgia on on some shitty calls helped by the referee this weekend, just to make sure the SEC has two teams in the playoffs. I think, well, I think they have a decent shot of getting them. Otherwise, I can tell you this, that like, even if if Alabama loses, say they lose 27-24, the only way I probably don't see Alabama getting in is if they get destroyed, right? But if it's 27-24, I think they probably will put two teams in. The, 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 the only reason why Cincinnati might get in is because the public outcry. Yeah. But I worry yeah. about Oklahoma State because of, which is just ridiculous, but it, it, I'm rooting for ultimate chaos this weekend. Kind of like the, the, the evil, like the evil, per, like the, the devil on my one shoulder is thinking, okay, Georgia, just, they're going to get in no matter what. So have them beat Alabama and then Michigan lose, obviously Bama lose Cincinnati win, Oklahoma state lose. And then Notre Dame's in there. Cause then it would become an interesting situation where would they go with like Georgia, Bama, Notre Dame, and Cincinnati in that spot? Uh, Yes. Pro- well, that's another thing. The Notre Dame angle to it. Well, I guess now that Brian Kelly's not there, they're probably probably will try to avoid that. Maybe. I don't know, but it'd be really play- funny with Brian Kelly out that making the playoffs on like a backdoor. Maneuver uh, that, the- what if fickle takes the Notre Dame job, but he can't start right away. So you could have two of the four teams in the playoffs without oh. Coaches, which would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, um, yeah. See, this is the kind of fucking chaos th- that I want to see happen. In this. You, you want to know what I've been rooting for? What's that? I actually am rooting for Bama, though, because I do have a health, health, healthy stake on them to win the conference this year. So, I, I'm rooting for chaos in this in this way. I'm rooting for Bama to beat Georgia, right? Um, let me just pull up the top 25 right now. I'm college basketball. Hang on. Um, I'm rooting for Bama to beat Georgia. Then, um, I'm with you. <laughs> um, then I want Houston to beat Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm with you. I want Michigan to beat Iowa. And I I'd like to see. I'd like to see Iowa get the. Pull I that do up. too. I mean, I'm just saying that this is just one theory. Okay, okay. Uh, I want Oklahoma State to beat Baylor, right? And then you'll be sitting there. Uh, 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 let me add on the other conferences. I want UTSA to win. I want San Diego State to win. Yes, I was oh, saying yeah. I have a plus four fifty ticket on San Diego State to win the conference. Yes, yes, yeah, I did it a few I, weeks ago because it was like right before they played Air, right after they beat Air Force, I think it was. And I was like, how are they still plus four fifty after that game? And so I fucking I bet it, and I feel great about it now. Now, do you think I should hedge because I'm seeing Utah State at like plus two ten? No, no, no. I just ride it out, right? Yeah, Utah State's got a terrible run defense. I think San Diego State's going to be able to run right through that. Okay, cool, cool. Um. Uh, and Lafayette to win, though. So, look, then you would be sitting there with one lost team. So, you would have 12 and 1 Georgia, 12 and 1 uh, Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. 12 and 1 Cincinnati, 12 and 1 Houston, 12 and 1 Michigan, 12 and 1 Oklahoma State, 12 and 1 Louisiana Lafayette, 12 and 1 San Diego State, 11 and 1 Notre Dame, uh, 12 and 1 UTSA. Wouldn't that be fucking hilarious? Because then I think you could obviously you could honestly make a claim that they got 
the wrong team every in every which way. Yeah, you yeah. There's, I mean? there's no and no matter what four they end up picking, you can argue against all four of them. Yes, yes. So I, I'm I'm rooting for that uh, in a way. You know, like I said, I've always had a soft spot for Iowa. Um, I I mean I, I yeah, will I say that, I dude, I like Iowa because they wear the same uniforms as the Steelers, just a different helmet. I like it because I like Iowa because oh. My buddies Mike Bridenstein, uh, Andy Sell, Mike Holmes, Brooks, Brooks Whelan, all Iowa grads, diehard fans. So, I, I mean, there's a lot going on there for me, you know. But, but I mean, it, it, it's the most exciting it's been in some time, even with, like, you know me, I, I can't stand four team playoff. Uh, I no, I, we both agree it needs to be at yeah. least 16. Yes. I, I think, think 24 that, would work. I think 24, 24 is actually my minimum. Really? My minimum, like my minimum is sixteen. I think twenty four is ideal. Well, look, obviously, because I want to give people some first round buys. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, think we should be arguing who gets a first round buy in the playoffs, not fucking. It's got to be on campus. But hold on, this year's awesome because you have these storylines. I would love to see Jim Harbaugh win a national championship. I, I don't yeah, know. That would that would be kind of cool. I think it'd be great for the sport too. Just because Kramer would be so pissed off, that'd be funny. I would love to see Cincinnati win the national championship. It, yeah. Even if Georgia won it, even though I'm like, I'm an asshole when I root for sports. In case anyone's wondering, like I, when the Cubs got to the world series, I wanted them to lose uh, on the third out or the, you know, the, the last possible out in the most heartbreaking fashion, because I love laughing at miserable fans. Right. Uh, I mean, they're good fans, <laughs> but I love seeing them miserable. Like if the, the Cleveland Brown, like people would say, Colby, would you like the Cleveland Browns? Like I, I love the Cleveland Browns. No, franchise. I would rather. I would like to see them Ernest Biner it like five years in a row. That'd be yes. hilarious. Yes, yes. So I am rooting <laughs> for Georgia to like. Okay, I've always kind of liked Georgia in the SEC, but I kind of, I kind of hope they, they, they lose in the playoffs. I mean, because watching Auburn fans uh, Saturday again in the in their meltdown against Alabama was amazing. That final drive. Just their faces because they yeah. know, they know what's happening. But it's not you're watching. Your... You're literally watching people's souls get ripped from their bodies. Like it's. <laughs> oh, I remember when when the the Michigan punter against Michigan State. You saw those Michigan fans. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was dude. absolutely hilarious. So, uh, do I? Would I love to see Georgia lose as much? Uh, growing up, I I actually always kind of liked Georgia in the SEC, but. It would be fun to watch them lose because Georgia Tech's won a national championship more recently than Georgia has in football. When did um, Georgia last win? Like eighty three or something like that with yeah, the one at Herschel Walker? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean I, I think Oklahoma State is a great I mean, how great is that story? That's actually my personal favorite one. That's the one I'm rooting for most coming into this weekend. What's that? I want Oklahoma State to beat Baylor. Yeah, I I Mike dude. Yeah, I want to see Mike Gundy in the fucking playoffs, dude. Give me that. Yeah. And I, I didn't bet them this year, but I was really high on them. And I kind of kept saying all along, every time people are down on Mike Gundy, he pulls out a 10-win season out of his ass. And this year, and, he, and this year he pulled out an 11-win season. How but, great would it be that for A, all the turmoil the Big 12's been in, can they exist as a conference? What if they won the national championship this year? Right? And, and then... The fact that Oklahoma doesn't have a coach right now. Yeah. I mean, guys, I grew up in, in the, the era of the late 80s, early 90s, where actually when I really started diving into college football, short of like 87, 88, Oklahoma was shitty. They went, they were shitty all the way up to like 99. Yeah. Right? Like after the Bosworth years. 
Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty much shitty until Stoops and Leach kind of turned that around. That's what I'm saying. So maybe this next coach coming in, they're joining the SEC in it. They have one more year in the Big 12, then they're going to join the SEC. And I think, hey, we could be looking at some dark years for Oklahoma and Texas on the horizon. Wouldn't it be hilarious if Oklahoma State wins the national championship? And then potentially could be Steelers. I, I don't ex- ever expect Oklahoma State to be in the top five recruiting, but they could definitely, if they get a national champ, even a playoff berth is gigantic. This for is them. a program that at one point had Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas on the same team. Dude, they can yes. recruit if it, if it comes down to it. I mean, they just proved it. I mean, they, they all, they're like running back you in the Big 12. Um, but well, I would love, you know, I, I like I like that angle, too, because, dude, if they were to win the national championship this year, like, you know, and it might be worth it to throw a little ticket on them right now. Um, but, dude, if they were to pull that off, that immediately elevates the Big 12 going forward with Texas and Oklahoma, where it's like, well, we have a blue blood now without well, dude, you two, you know, <laughs> and you're forgetting the fact that if they're in the playoffs, so if Georgia beats Bama and they don't put Bama in, right, uh-huh. then your playoff would be Georgia. Michigan, uh, Cincinnati, and and Oklahoma State. Those are two Big Twelve teams because Cincinnati, after next year, joins the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah. So it's it would, that yeah. would be giving credibility to that conference. I think moving forward, and and we've talked about this. I mean, a lot. Me and Patty C on uh, Cincinnati's recruiting can really once they go Power Five. I think they'll get a boost. Ohio's got a ton of talent. Absolutely, and, uh, I, I think they could be an in-state threat to Ohio State at that point. Yeah, well, and, and also Kentucky. Yeah, if you look at uh, Patty C, did a great thing. He he uh, he went and like uh, made these Excel spreadsheets of like recruiting and based off of what teams going into what state. And Kentucky, when Kentucky got decent under Bob Stoops, or I'm sorry, under Mark Stoops. Uh, first off, Mark Stoops went to Youngstown State, so he he went. He heavy understood the Ohio, Ohio Southern Ohio recruiting, yeah. So he went heavily into Ohio. So if, if Cincinnati can steal that talent, uh, even even if it's not Ohio State, even if it's just a player or two from Ohio State, and then uh, some of that Kentucky talent, um, I think, and and just uh, so, you know some Florida talent and, and a mixture, uh, you know, a big gumbo of talent. But I think getting a playoff berth is half the battle. And with being uh, in the Big Twelve, they have a chance to always pull Texas talent. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, man. And uh, I I think. That would that's the most interesting storyline to me coming in this weekend. Yes, I can make cases for I would love to see Jim Harbaugh. I would love to see Kirk Ferentz get in the playoff. I think, you know, he's a guy that probably will not be with the program much longer because he's like 66 years old. Yeah, he'll, he'll, I think he'll be retiring like by 70. I think that'll be fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to see any of those. All I'm rooting against it in the playoff. Essentially, I don't want to see Notre Dame in because <laughs> they don't play a conference championship. Even Alabama, like, I get it. I don't want to see Alabama in, but at the same time, like, if they beat Georgia, I can't argue. You can't argue against uh, one lost Alabama team being in there, yeah. Yeah, despite the close calls. Just like I could say, if had Oklahoma not lost to Oklahoma State last week, then I would say. Yeah, then, yeah, absolutely. They would be deserving of, you know, potential spot in there. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, because remember how we were were all thinking after that Texas, or, uh, that Texas win, it's like, oh, Oklahoma's going to roll through the Big 12 now. They're, they're getting their groove on. They figured it out. They got their quarterback. And then just they never quite got that rhythm. I'm hoping Lincoln Riley continues that at USC where he can just never quite find a rhythm. Uh, the contract becomes too big for him to live up to. You know, the whispers start. Cause if he does, hey, he's never won a playoff game at Oklahoma. 
he doesn't win a playoff game by year three at SC, they're going to be burning him at the cross, dude. He's had shaky, you know, he always loses in, in conference play in the Big 12. Like yeah. Iowa State, Kansas, that Kansas State, State last year. Yeah, yeah. Like the, 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 two, the past two years before this year. Um, that's right. That's right. So, but the um, last year's one was even crazier where Kansas State's like entire defense was basically out with COVID. They're starting yeah. wide backup, like w- walk on wide receivers were playing defensive back for them and they won. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was amazing. It was, was amazing game, man. But that's what, that's what I'm saying though, man, is I think, I don't know. I think there's a misconception on, on, I, I thought there was a misconception on the Big 12, just like I feel like it's on the, in the Pac 12, just because. You, you get this public perception of like, oh, they don't have this juggernaut playoff team, which is fair, uh, especially in the Pac-12. Yeah, like, but when you well, have like six teams that are all good, like battling it out. It's... That's what I'm saying. And you have the the terrains. Like to me, first of all, you have a nine-game conference schedule. Big 12 has that too. But you also have the fact that like you got to go to the desert and play Arizona State at like 3 o'clock. Then you got to go uh, yeah. to Salt City or, or Colorado and then Oregon. Then you got to go to the Pacific Northwest, you know, you really get a, a, I would say, um, the, it's the most, uh, different as far as anyone, any of the power five conferences. I really want the PAC 12 to add UNLV and Nevada just to, uh, like landlock that, you know, like now it connects all the way to like those, the Colorado, Utah, like it all, like it makes more sense from a geography standpoint on the, if, but, and but also, I, I, also, I want uh, conference game, Pac-12 conference games, to be played here in Vegas, so I have more chances to go see UCLA and whatnot. Like I would be, yeah. Just, just don't, just play that Sam Boyd, all right? Don't, don't do, don't give me this Death Star shit. All yeah, right? well, I mean, hey, I don't, I don't make the calls on where teams play out here, but I do kind, I do want to see the Death Star, you know. But Sam Boyd is kind of run down. I drove by there like last week, dude, and it was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't want the games in Vegas, man. I know you're there, but I, I want them in like. I was okay with that. Uh, that you know, you want you think every like championship game should just be played one day at Soldier Field, one after another. <laughs> well, true. true. Saying, if you're going to do a neutral field, you yeah, might as well do the best neutral fields, Lambo and Soldier. Yeah, no, I agree Pro, with that, dude. Right? I would but, even throw uh, Meadowlands, just like. But not, the Coliseum, maybe not so much now, but. Classic. Yeah, the Coliseum, okay. Or the Rose Bowl, the Rose like Bowl. those are classic. For the Pac-12, do they have any classic stadiums out here? I would rotate, honestly, if, if you made me commissioner, I would probably rotate between um, the Coliseum slash Rose Bowl, Mile High in Denver. You know and- what I would do? I would make the Pac-12 championship game of year. They, it used to be like this. I would go back to Santa Clara in the 49ers stadium. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It's I'm outdoors, okay that. and it's kind of like the center point of the entire conference. Or it's like I'm halfway okay between everything. Stadium. I'm okay with the Seahawks stadium too. Yeah, that'd be cool. That, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can get on board with that. Rotate between those. Even San Diego. How about that? They don't. No one claims San Diego. Go play at that new fucking stadium. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> San Diego State's hosting the Pac-12 champion, and then they still won't let him in the conference. <laughs> uh, All right, dude. Now let's figure out. Okay, I got six units in an account right here to play with for these games this weekend. Now, I want to give you my, uh, just to let you know, I'm already pretty invested in Alabama at minus 160 and minus 140 on conference championship picks that I did. Like, one I did, in, like, in June, and the other I did in, like, September. So, both were before the Texas A&M loss, obviously, and Georgia became the clear the big favorite in this conference. 
Uh, I also got that San Diego State ticket at plus 450. I don't really think I need to get action on that game. I, sitting on a plus 450 ticket for San Diego State already feels pretty good there. And I, anything else would just be kind of gilding the lily, to use an old Shakespeare term there. But uh, all right, so how 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 should I how should I play this these uh, six units? So I got thirty bucks in there. So I'm going to say it's five bucks dollar units. Let's figure this out. And there's also some FCS playoffs this weekend, which I won on Southern Illinois money line last weekend. I thought that was a sn- sneaky play at plus one twenty, and you know. The homie Stone Labanowitz, you know, his spirit yeah. lives on with the Salukis. Uh, I'll definitely be taking him again this week, dude. Like, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I got Saluki fever. I think I'll just take him on the points, though. That's going to be a good game against North Dakota State. It yeah. really is. Um, I would say, uh, FCS wise, I kind of, I mean, I, as much as I think, I think you probably want to want to take you probably want to lay the chalk and, and and when JMU got disrespected in their rankings and it's their last year in the F's well you're right I, well it technically because they what is it with JMU they're going to the Sun Belt Conference for people that yeah. aren't aware they're going to the Sun Belt Conference and they're the Colonial Conference in the FCS level that they're at now basically said well fuck you if you're because they're going to move to that conference the Sun Belt in 2023 so they're like hey fuck you then we're not going to let you play in our conference in 2022. And they they cut off them from all sports, which is just ridiculous. Uh, I hope that conference fucking folds. Yeah, fuck that, that, dude. Like, like all these kids had something to do with that. You're gonna penalize like like uh, right now, JMU's basketball team. It looks like probably might be the, them or Hofstra will be the best team in the CAA, right? Yeah, they look. I, dude, I, they made me some money already in a couple games this year. Yeah, May, maybe make a case for Northeastern, but uh, you know those guys aren't are, aren't even going to play in the CAA tournament because you fucking you got some heart some hurt feelings because a school saw a better opportunity to make more money. Yeah, especially and also like the Colonial should be like looking forward to opportunities like that for their programs to move up and on to better things because hey you hey being like a farm system like FCS program to the FBS isn't the worst thing for your conference visibility. You're gonna get more, you know, ESPN games if teams keep leaving your conference to move on to bigger and better things. It's like, well, what's going on over there? Kind of shit. Like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, saying James Madison at minus fifteen and a half. That's a Saturday morning. Oh, that damn that jumped. It was, it was I, yesterday. It was they got it here at minus fifteen and a half at minus one hundred eight. Now, because Southeast Louisiana's got a really good quarterback. His name's Cole Kelly. I think he can stay in that by just enough. So I, I don't know. I think uh, well, there's I actually, a lot of action this weekend. So is that just a stay away spot? Uh, what, what's that? What's that South Dakota State line right now that you're seeing in Sacramento State Saturday night? Saturday night. I gotta go down to the center. Okay, it says uh, Sacramento State at home plus eight and a half, plus two sixty five money line. South Dakota State minus three fifty on the money line. I think I take South Dakota State there. On I think the, I would, against the Hornets. Against the Hornets of Sacramento State, but as far as 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 FBS, I like Oregon. I think Utah away from Salt Lake City is. Ah, uh, dude, I agree with you, man. Um, I forgot. I that, okay, that's gonna be my first unit play right there, Oregon. I was already thinking this already, and it's funny. I was talking to a, a guy at work today, and he was saying like, "Oh, I, I really like Utah. The way they fucked them up last time, I'm all." Yeah, but don't don't put too much into that because you Oregon knew they were gonna be playing them again in a couple weeks. And they were just kind of like, all right, let's not play the real game this time. Let's wait till the conference championship. I really, that's kind of my angle for this game. 
Yeah, when I I think Oregon wanted to win that game, but I just think uh, Utah in Salt Lake City is one of the hardest places to win. Yeah, but this is going to be in Vegas. No, I know that. I'm saying two weeks ago. Um, uh, This one, Utah's got to travel on the road. Yeah, I mean, anywhere outside of Salt Lake City, I don't want to take Utah. All right, so I'm putting it in. Yeah. I have successfully placed a bet on Oregon Friday night. That's, that felt good, dude. That felt good. All right. Um, speaking of another one, another Friday night, Friday after late Friday afternoon action here on the West Coast, 4 p.m., uh, Western Kentucky UTSA. W- w- what are you feeling on this one, dude? This seems like a UTSA I, I lean, plus 110 money line, dude. I lean, I lean Hilltoppers, man. Uh, this is the second time they played, and UTSA basically won by a yard last time. A yard, um, and that was in Bowling Green, Kentucky. But this is in the Alamo Dome, that another filthy dome. But um, I, I just think it's hard to beat a team twice, and even from a motivational point of view. And I also think Western Kentucky's continued to get better and better. You got to remember this past off season, Western Kentucky basically pulled the Oregon State basketball. They brought in a new offensive coordinator who, who was the OC at Houston Baptist, who brought in Bailey Zappi or Zap, whatever you want to say his name, the quarterback, and three of his wideouts. So it took a while, uh, I feel like, to get to get everything on the same page at a new school. Uh, I think they're kind of rolling right now. Give me Western Kentucky minus the points. I don't I don't love this play, though. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay no, away from that. Fit. I got it's five plays fit. left, so it's like, let's let's dial in these five. Uh, all right, let's, let's take a look. Let's, I mean, let's take a look at some of these bigger ones on Saturday. Uh Saturday morning, dude, nine a.m. It gets it gets fierce right away with Oklahoma State Baylor, Baylor at plus. I like Oklahoma State. Yeah, you, you like the minus four and a half there. I do, I do. I just think first off, Baylor's been dinged up at the quarterback spot, and I I understand it. The only angle of fading Oklahoma State is they won their they beat uh you know Lincoln Riley in his final game. But I think Oklahoma State knows the the Big Twelve needs this. I think they're gonna, and I just think they're the far superior team. I really you know, do. I'm with you on that. Uh, even though I already put that money line in, and I already said, well, I like the fading the angle because they won the Super Bowl. No, you talked me into it. I'm gonna play Oklahoma State here at minus four and a half. It's minus one twelve, so they juiced it up just a little bit. That kind of tells me it's like uh, it, it's about. It tells me it's about to be five points, and I can get it at four and a half. So let's, there you let's go. See. There you go, and uh, um, right. Utah more, more FBS action, dude. Here's one I wanted to really get you into with you is Kent State, Northern Illinois. I I'm a big action guy. Tuesdays aren't the same. Just this is Tuesday right now. I should be there. Should be action going on right now behind me on my TV, but it's not. Um, you got to love Northern Illinois. I, my, here's my handicap for this one. I think I'm going to take Northern Illinois at plus 134 money line. Talk me out of this if, if you think you should. But my handicap for this is give me Rocky Lombardi. Is he, is he healthy, by the way? Because he, he didn't play last week. Well, he didn't play because they had clinched. So That's right. So yeah, dude, he, give me a hell, give me Rocky Lombardi in a championship game. This is Vince Lombardi's grandson who's the yeah. quarterback for Northern Illinois. How do you not get – you're going to give me juice with a Lombardi in a championship? I'm taking it all day, dude. I'm with you too, man. Okay. I, look, it's hard to beat a team twice. This is one where, you know, and, and they're on two weeks. And I've watched Northern Illinois quite a bit this year. Um, I've watched a few of their games. They're good, dude. They're real – I mean, Kent State's pretty good too, but, like, I got to say, dude, Northern Illinois kind of uh, – 
they, I think they got something working there. They they can score points on anybody, and as long as it's within like 10, 13 going into the fourth, I'm going to give them a shot. Yeah, no, and I think Kent State, yes, uh, they got Dustin Crom, but... Uh, <laughs> My uh, Crom. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you remember uh, Conan the Barbarian? Oh, no, I was uh, thinking more of Borat. Oh, shit. Like my, uh, I take my crumb and put it over here and in your face. Like. No, but, but Kent State's run defense has been atrocious. So if I'm Northern Illinois, I want to uh, uh, make sure I utilize that. Thomas Hammock, their head coach, is a former running back himself. So uh, give me give me the getting points. Give me the Huskies in, in, in that filthy dome in Detroit. Yeah, dude. And they're getting plus three and a half here. I took the money line at plus 134, dude. I'm on that for an outright I like win. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see where we're at. I got three units left, Colby. This is a lot of fun, dude. Um, get into it. Okay. We're going to get into the more serious shit now. Some of the big boy stuff coming up here. San Diego State, Utah State. I just want to mention it real quick because I've already got like a plus 450 ticket on them. They're at minus 240 on the money line right now. That makes me feel fantastic, dude. Like sitting yeah. on that number for this game now. No, I mean, I think they match up well against Utah State. Utah State's kind of a finesse team. San Diego State. Uh, they are they like physical, dude. Get gritty, yeah. Yeah, they are physical, hard-hitting defense. They pound the ball with a run. Yeah, I'm staying away, but this is, I, I'm definitely going to be watching that game. That's going to be a fun game to watch, dude. I'll have it on one of my TVs here. Um, all right, dude, another one, dude. Louisiana Lafayette, Appalachian State. Am I crazy? Or do we just go? We got to roll the Raging Cajuns here, right? No, man. This line smells to me. The Raging Cajuns destroyed App State back in October in Lafayette. And based on your theory of it's hard to beat a team twice. Well, and Billy Napier took the Florida job. So, oh, yeah, he's coaching this game, but leaving for the bowl game. But how much are you really coaching when you've already been to Gainesville all week? Yeah, you've already got your you've already got the contract signed for the new job. Yeah, I mean, and they already you're focusing on recruits, your staff, you're trying to hire your staff, you, you know, like I think uh, I and the line reflects it because I'm shocked. Lafayette beat App State by like 30 earlier this year. And you know, App State can play on the road. Well, and I think App State is is hot right now. Give me App State to get that thing done. All I'm right. going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay the minus two and a half there. I like I, I, I like that angle. All right. See, you know, you get the Sun Belt better than I do. Oh, I love the Sun Belt. It's probably like one of my favorite. That might be my favorite conference in all the football. My favorite is the Mountain West just because I now live in Mountain West country. And yeah. uh, but also Mountain West has so many like wide variety of styles from Air Force to San Diego State to Nevada. So, I mean, like you, yeah. you watch yeah. these teams each week and you're like, oh, fuck, dude, like you have teams running pro style systems, teams running straight up fucking 1950s option tags. Like it's it's pretty cool. Like I, I, I dig the Mountain West. All right. Um, now, should I get in on this Georgia Alabama game? Alabama plus two hundred five. I already have a minus one forty plus and minus one sixty ticket on them for bigger money. But since they're going to give me plus two hundred five here, should I just fucking get back in on that horse? I mean, I think I have questions about Georgia. My Everyone- conspiracy theory, of course, is the the TV networks. Are going to because I, I hate it lately when I keep seeing this on va- on uh, Twitter like uh, on Sundays and Mondays after NFL games where people go Vegas is throwing the games. First off, Vegas isn't just a monolith of it, it, there's several competing companies here going 
different books going against each other. Mirage isn't doing anything to help MGM and vice versa. Yeah. You know, they're not all in cahoots with the win to 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 take it to the NFL. If anybody, if there's a conspiracy going with games being fixed, it's from the TV network to provide the fucking biggest TV matchups. That's what it is. We've and if anybody's listened to the Whistleblowers podcast about the NBA, should fucking be able to piece this together. But Vegas is not fixing games. They just want equal action on all the shit so they can collect their percentages on the gift odds. That, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and I can tell you, I think, okay, it's like everyone wanted to crown Ohio State after they whooped up on, you know, Akron and, and Michigan State, and, and uh, they had like five blowouts out of six games or something. But I still thought their defense was flawed a little bit. I, I really did. Yeah, right? I remember, I mean, that, what was their first game, Minnesota? Where I remember just yeah. thinking, I'm like, this defense has issues, and it's go- and they're and they're the kind of issues that are going to linger for the entire year, you know. Like, well, I still wonder with Georgia, much like Ohio State. First off, Ohio State once they in the two games they lost Oregon and Michigan, they got down early, and that's not a team that's used to coming back. Well, I, Georgia hasn't been down all year, but also the passing attack. I worry about that. I mean, like, I, I get it. We can pull up stats. Stetson Bennett's been playing better than he has last year. There's no denying that. I'm not. But you're right. Any- he hasn't truly gotten punched in the mouth. Well, dude, they haven't faced a good quarterback. Their best quarterback that they've played all year is Hendon Hooker, right? From Tennessee, former Virginia yes. Tech and, quarterback, and, and he and he's solid, but that's not Alabama. And I think the real question. Yeah, he doesn't I, have the re, the receivers in the line that Alabama's quarterback has too. Well, which, and, and, you know, like, and I think this is the real point here is like, yes, Hendon Hooker. They, I think they're a top twenty-five offense. I think they're like number twenty-three or something, if memory serves me correct. But Tennessee's defense is bad. Alabama's got the seventh best defense in the country. Meaning, when they played t- uh, with Tennessee, Tennessee could just run down their throat, and then Stetson Bennett would get play action. They're not. I don't think they're going to have that luxury against Alabama. And Bryce Young is way better than Hendon Hooker. And I do think Alabama had a huge wake-up call in this Auburn game. Well, and they're a seven-point dog or six-and-a-half-point dog. You sure, you, you don't six think and Saban, a half. Should I take the points? You don't think Nick Saban is going to keep tell his team that all week? You're fucking crazy if you don't think so. I think I take the points here instead of the money line, even though I kind of like the money line there. But I'm already invested on them to win this conference championship. So give me the points, right? Take the six and a half. I think that's going to be tough I mean, for Georgia to cover. Take, I think I'm, I'm going to take the money line too, though, just because. All right, I mean, I, you talked me into it. Money line plus two hundred five, yeah, right? Or yeah, what? I got it. Two hundred five. Slamming um, that in right now, dude. But I could totally see it, man. I mean, look, when you haven't faced a like Stetson Bennett at some point, whether it's this Saturday or next Saturday or the or not not next Saturday, but when the playoffs happen, he's going to be put in a spot probably. Probably now against Cincinnati, maybe they'll be up the whole game. If it's Cincinnati, I don't know. But at some point, I think this season, either in the next three games, he's going to be forced to have to make some throws. And and I've seen him improved, but I've also seen him throw some horrible, horrible passes. You, you know what I'm kind of really liking right now? Just looking at this. Iowa. Houston. Bama teaser. I like it. Take Bama up to six and a half or 12 and a half. Take yeah. Houston up to 16 and a half and Iowa up to 16 and a half. 
I think the one you're only going to worry about is Houston. Yeah, because Cincinnati can make that ugly real quick, or well, Houston's going to make and, that a game. What is that weather? Let me check because running the air raid. I in... think Houston can win that outright, though. I do too, but but let me just see some Cincinnati weather. Dana here. Holgerson kind of has sold me this year on him. I was kind of uh, on the fence with him when he was at West Virginia, but he's kind of sold me. I mean, dude, it's going to be like high 30s, early 40s. Um, okay, maybe I just stay away from that one altogether because I was kind of like in Houston at plus 10 and a half. Uh, no, I still kind of I lean that way. I mean, I picked it that way. I just that's the game I'm most nervous about because Houston really did have a dog shit schedule. But uh, I'm going uh, to do that teaser then because I think that's my the best use of this final unit is a three team tease getting in on Bama, Houston and Iowa. It, well, instead of Houston, what if you made it Oregon plus nine? Ooh, um. I don't think I have Oregon at three on here. It's two and a half, so I'll get him at eight and a half. But I like that. I still like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the, you're right. This is the play. See, this is why Colby's a good consigliere. And dude, this was fun picking these uh, conference championship games with you for this. Now, before we get out of here, I just have one little local news story, real quick. I hope you saw this on Twitter this week, like yesterday. But at a Vegas Golden Knights game this weekend, uh, there was a fight. And uh, did you see this at all? No, I don't think so. Dude, okay. So you gotta wait, look wait, this... wait, in the game or in the crowd? In the crowd. And no, a, think... Oh, dude, okay. So it's a crowd fight. Lady turns around and starts fighting with the people behind her. It's like a big brawl going on. But you can see on this video, and I'll post it to the... T- I'll try and find it and retweet it from the show Twitter account. Mm-hmm. But, dude, it's like she pulls off her prosthetic leg fucking puts her nub <laughs> up on the chair it's like think about it when you're turning you can't do this if you're fighting the person in front of you but if you're fighting the person behind you you can just rest that nub up on your seat pull off that prosthetic leg and she started whacking a dude with it dude, uh, if someone hit me with a prosthetic leg i would start fucking laughing yeah i would laugh and then i would take it and throw it so they had to go fucking hobble <laughs> after it <laughs> i would just i don't care if i was getting my ass kicked i would start fucking laughing i, I mean yeah i I was like when I saw that yesterday, I was like, "Oh, Colby's going to be on tomorrow, one hundred percent." I have to make sure I tell him about the prosthetic leg that. beating. <laughs> Definitely got to send me that, man. <laughs> All right, that's, well, dude, that's hilarious, dude. Thank yeah. you so much for joining the show this week, man. This is a blast. Um, I'm going to get this up right away, just so people can have a chance to uh, analyze our conference championship picks and whatnot. Um, but where can people find you? Obviously, College Experience on the SGPN network. Download the SGPN the, app. The, the College Football Experience and the College, college basketball. basketball. Two separate feeds. And just honestly, guys, like, hey, I was in Laughlin a couple weeks ago. I forgot to tell you about this. Met a guy, and I just introduced him to your spreadsheet. It was that Saturday where you were on fire. Yeah. And he yeah. was just looking at you like, this guy picks, like, every game right. I'm like, well, he's having a very good day today, but he consistently has these kind of days, dude. So, yeah, Colby as uh, a call as a basketball god. Take his word. Take his picks. Fucking get that. Go over to the SGPN app. Get the spreadsheet out. Take a look. Listen to the show. Uh, that's how. That's basically how I do my college basketball handicapping. I listen to you. I look at your spreadsheet. And then there's a couple other people all kind of like, oh, what do they think? You know, but it's rare. I think I started out four and one tonight, so who knows? I still got games on the slate. Maybe, maybe uh, I feel like every time I tout, I end up losing. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we all are, dude. <laughs> four and one, I think, to start the night. So on my locks, 
So, uh, yeah, let's have fun. Check it out. It's on the SGPN app. You can get that thing for free in the App Store, Google Play Store, or you could just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com and click on college football or college basketball picks. I appreciate you having me on, man. Dude, anytime. And I'll have you on again soon. Uh, well, I'll definitely have you on before the actual college football playoffs start. We'll break those uh, those matchups down. And then, uh, yeah, uh, and people can find uh, the college experience, football, basketball, a combined social media account. Isn't that true? Like on Twitter yes. and uh, combined, Instagram? Yes. Yes, at TCE on SGPN. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. Ah, uh, beautiful. And uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram if you're not doing that already at the Luck Stops Pod. And uh, make sure you use our MyBookie promo, get signed up, and uh, help keep the lights on around here. Um, no, because legit, dude, dude, ten minutes into football sun on Sunday morning, I had like all my fantasy lineups set. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is gonna be fun. And then uh, the fucking circuit breaker went out of my pad. It fucking triggered the power. I, I was out without power for like 45 minutes to start Sunday morning. And I fucking, and I just got back from the golf course. I was like so fucking raging pissed. It was ridiculous, dude. But That sounds horrible. Yeah, I'm good now. And uh, you guys are good. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Hey, listen to our picks. Fucking now you know what I'm betting this week. So bet with me. And we can all either wallow in misery on Saturday together or bask in the glory of our championship wins. Uh, thank you, Colby. And as everybody, I love you guys. God bless you and keep gambling.